with Ken Laird and Chris Curtis on WEEI. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, well, good morning for some. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Well, I just... <laughs> Did you actually find Brockton hi- highlights on your phone there? Is that I, I have the full broadcast. So I, uh, full, dis- full disclosure, oh, I walk in today. I'm sorry, Wiggs. And I, I honestly, so Ken ordinarily sends uh, Courtney, Greg, and I a text. <laughs> and then sends the whole group a text if Wiggy wins. So I woke up this morning and there were no texts. And so I just assumed that Brockton was, was playing today. So I said to Ken, oh, Brockton today. They didn't play last night. And Ken goes, up. Oh, they got boat raced, <laughs> fifty to boat, twenty. Boat is probably not the word I should use. Oh, jeez, Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> but uh, I just watched unbelievable. The Brockton was up twelve seven at the half. They quit. They quit on this team. Oh, poor guy. I feel so bad for Wiggs. That's rough. So the breakouts that I loosely predicted last week didn't quite come to pass with uh, <laughs> your Brockton football and your New England Patriots. Yeah. I see the concrete trucks have rolled in across from sand and gravel across the street. They have the. Um, Welcome to New Ringland, home of the six-time Super Bowl champions. It's in turmoil. It's flipping, you know, it's spinning over. It's somehow metaphoric for this. Whenever I see concrete trucks, I think of the town. I know. And great movie. Better than The Departed. I, I would agree yes, with you on absolutely. that. You said that. The Patriots, though, have uh, put your show in turmoil in the morning to the point where you have bailed on Mac Jones. You have left the island. It took one poor performance, and you're off. You're off the island. No, You, you I, have I, left Greg stranded. Well, it's not one poor performance. I mean, we're, I, I'm just done giving excuses to a guy. We would never give this many excuses to anybody else. And yesterday, I mean, I really did. I was watching, preparing for Friday's show, I was watching um, clips. I don't know if anybody on the show watches the things I send, but whatever. But I, I, I'm watching. <laughs> Have uh, you worked on the show, I would say, uh, yeah. min- minimally. But I'm watching uh, Coward, who was going on one of these, you know, the latest and greatest Mac isn't the reason you win. And I'm sitting there like, you know, our old friend uh, Jerry would say, further the story. And all I kept hearing was what I started with, which is regurgitating that Mac is not the reason you lose. You need to build around him. And it's just gobbledygook. Because it's not gobbledygook. It is because at the end of the day, if you need great players all around you, you're not great. And if, if, if you need to be elevated by the coaching staff and every position, then you're not worthy of the investment. You can get someone else that is capable of doing that role. And what I came to and what I said yesterday on the Greg Hill Show was that it's that Bill and Tom at the end, one of them realized they couldn't do status quo, whether it was the performance as an aging quarterback, the changing face of the league in terms of the way in which it's adjudicated when it comes to penalties, Tom Brady said, we need Antonio Brown. We need Mosinu. We need more and more weapons on offense. Yeah, it's interesting. He demanded excellence around him to right. be good at the end. Exactly, because he the only thing, you can say but what you're you want. you're not demanding it now from Mac. No, because to compare those two is to compare that dump truck and a Ferrari. <laughs> so what, what I'm discussing is, is that because at the end, I thought Tom and Bill were simpatico in that winning was everything. And it turns out, for one of them it is, and for the other, it's far more important to make points, to rub people's face in it, to punish the Jets, to punish Kraft, to punish whomever. Bill takes things personally, and he takes it out on that person. Brady took things personally, and he took it out on his next opponent. And this is where I got, okay? Bill Belichick has refused to change his scheme, to change his roster-building approach with the changing NFL. And the NFL was changed. Well, they drafted a quarterback. The NFL was changed. I said this. It's it's maybe my best point. 
They tiger-proofed the PGA Tour because Tiger arrived and he was just the most uniquely talented guy they'd ever seen. The way he drove the ball, the way he played, he was a guy, a unicorn. They had to change it so that it was competitive. The NFL shifted because of the Patriots' dominance, by because the competition committee, starting with Bill Polian, and then the, the way in which that they have created a far more offensive-based league because of daily fantasy and because of people, whatever, getting eyeballs. Bill Belichick has refused to evolve in that way. And so the Patriots are where they are, not because you can't win with Mac Jones. It's because you can't win with just Bill and his scheme anymore. Well, okay, then then stop ripping Mac. Then stop bailing on Mac Island. But, but Mac if, is, if Bill but, is the problem. In five years, Mac Jones will be uh, will be an afterthought. He's, he's. I don't know how you can say that. I don't know. How where you can say are that. the allies for Mac Jones? He, he's just. <laughs> he's just gone. not. There's nothing unique about him. He's not <laughs> uniquely talented in any way. He speaks Mandarin. Okay, but he processes are, the game at an elite level. But he, you it, wait and see. When he gets an offensive line. He will get back to excellence. I don't know about excellence. He doesn't have to be great. He doesn't have to be great. The Eagles won last year. But he's what are you talking about? Jalen Hurts is exponentially better than Mac Jones. I know, but Mac could get there. They surrounded him with AJ Brown. They surrounded him with a good offensive line. They have a Kelsey. I don't know if you know this. If you have a Kelsey, you win. It's wasted energy. It really is. Mac Jones is is. Uh, And you're just throwing your hands up in the air and saying everything sucks. No, is process and panic the same word? Because I think it was panic. Not progress, Ken. All right, Joe, that's another meeting Monday. Sit, okay. this, sit this one out. I, I, I you agree with me. I'm not throwing my hands up. I'm just saying that it's a fruitless discussion to talk about Mac and his skill set. The Patriots are not going to surround him with elite re- weapons. I mean, so it's just, it's, 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 fru- it's, it's like saying, you know, I want Greg to come in and, and break down the all 22 <laughs> or Gresh to make a funny joke. You know, you got to have, you, you well, I agree they haven't to this point, they haven't been healthy. Cole Strange was out last week. I don't know if you know that. We wait till they get their first run guard. What back. receiver has been injured? No, I'm telling. They don't have good receivers. Okay, That's the so, point, right? That's, so, but we're making the same point. Well, no, you're you're saying Max sucks. He'll never be I anything. Never he's say, part I, of the problem. I, I have literally never said Max sucks. I said he's he's That's perfect, basically what you said. No, he's perfectly average. You said he'll never be anything. You said in a couple years he'll never be anything in the no, league. He will be a footnote. Okay, well, Kirk Cousins is pretty average. Kirk Cousins discussed on a weekly Cousins basis. Has far better arm strength in his. Faster in the pocket, he's better in the pocket than Mac Jones. I don't know, about the same. Better arm strength, yes. And by the way, he <laughs> might be an Mac, option for what Bill does next Mac year. Do better than Kirk Cousins. Uh, at this point, nothing is. He's not proven it, but he's not had a chance to. I, I just well, he's three he's years not, in. I mean, at well, what Kirk point? Cousins is how old? When did 33? you know that Ben Roethlisberger could play? Yes, but he had a unique skill set right away that you could see he had but the he ability came, to. He didn't improvise. come from Alabama. He came from Miami of Ohio. Right, but he had the. The body type and the improvisational ability, which allowed him to succeed early in the league. Kirk Cousins is thirty-five. I mean, it's taken but, him a while to succeed. But wouldn't you expect the guy coming from Saban to Bill to be more ready-made in the NFL than a guy from Miami of Ohio? In some ways, he was. I guess if you look back to the first year where he had some degree of success with structure, I, I don't know if he had a better team around him on offense. It was kind of the same. But this, uh, you know, last but, week was just a mess. But here's it just, he, it just snowballed. But here's what happened: it snowballed. It did. <laughs> I mean, Gonzalez goes out. They go right at him, <clears throat> at his position on the next play, and it and the and the whole thing, right? Do you just think, spiral out of control? So, so I thought Bill was Mister Aware. So your top corner gets injured, and you just don't think about maybe <clears throat> putting someone over on the other side and shadowing, you know, bringing a safety over with C.D. Lamb. Yeah, they just don't. I mean, he did Miles Bryant. <laughs> but I mean, Ken. I mean, it's just this is and Marte what, Mapu. In what direction are the Patriots going? They are not out of it. Oh, okay, stop. They're grinding. Ken, Ken. They're grinding. I don't, know how you, I don't know how, as a football town or region, you could bail after one and three. It's one and three. 
What are you talking you can, about? You can I win. It's a coin flip I, game I'm Sunday. I'm not a fan of the team. Where I'm are they going? We're them. still in the middle of the season. You right. can't pack it in and say, Max sucks, we'll never be good, season's over. You wait with anticipation for the next game and see if they can grind out a win. And you take satisfaction in that. But I'm That's not a, a fan of the team, fan Ken. I, and neither are you. What We're, happened to you? You used to be. I, right. I, I joined this side of the glass, and I, I root for Brady fan. Right. He doesn't play in Boston. Okay, well, I mean, you're a fan of some people. You just pick and choose. Well, no, I'm just not a fan of, of you sitting here today and expressing frustration <laughs> that I'm just being honest about where the team is. They're not good. They're not a good football team. They currently are not a good football team. Well, right, but they well, can turn that around. When are we doing the show? Is it currently? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Okay, do you think they'll win tomorrow? I don't know. I don't know. It's a, it's a coin toss. I'm not sure I know either. <laughs> not sure I know either. Honestly, I watched way too much New Orleans Saints defense the last couple of years with the NFC South. Just dog crap. Yeah. That defense is really good. I don't know. I haven't watched them this year, so I don't know how what anything's changed or not. I think Tyron Matthew is no longer there. Um, but uh, Cam Hayward was an absolute beast against the Bucks and Brady the last couple of years. That is a, a defensive-minded head coach in Dennis Allen. I, I I don't I mean I think the Patriots if you had a gun to my head I say the Patriots win you know seventeen ten but you mean Cameron Jordan Cam Hayward Cam Hayward isn't he the defensive lineman uh he's with the no Cam Hayward is with, with the Steelers, Steelers. Cam he Jordan is the Cam Jordan, Sa- Cameron Jordan. name that Cam. and Tyron Matthew is with the Saints still so then I got two guys wrong so <laughs> I watch the Saints they're really good defensively Cam and uh, Tyron are there but no I, I the Patriots. I have no idea what they're going to do tomorrow. It reminds me, honestly, in Mac's rookie year. They'll keep doing what they do. They'll just try to do it better. I mean, they're not going to run. They're going to keep trying to spread the field, throw the football the way Bill O'Brien has done it this year, which could work if, if the line doesn't break down and Mac's trying to run and be an idiot. I mean, and you're trying to do the, the tush push on fourth and ones. Hey, Joe, can you get me the sound of Bill Belichick talking to me about the offensive line? Because that that I, I would give you credit on that uh, from the beginning. That that is the, at the heart of it all, and that's again why you shouldn't bail on Mac because Belichick was negligent in building a competent offensive line around this guy. It took him weeks to pay Trent Brown. He finally is the one guy that's showing up is playing well. And then guess who showed up yesterday on the injury report? Yeah, Trent Brown. And I, I did you see what Trent Brown tweeted this week? So there was this uh, play-by-play, uh, Shaq Mason, the guy that we spent way too much time talking about here when he was traded to the Bucks, is with the Texans now, and I guess he's dominating. <clears throat> and he quote-tweeted a, uh, a PFF guy documenting how great Shaq Mason has been and go, miss that guy, miss you so much, bro, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the whole, but it's the offensive line is a microcosm of everything. This week tells you everything you need to know. Bill cares about his 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 defense and his kids doing a good job. True. He wants to win it his way. There's no and, doubt about well, that. But And so there's a clear need on offense. There's a clear need at receiver. And there's also a need in the secondary. So they trade for J.C. Jackson, and they right. allow Clay, and, Chase and Claypool and to go the to the Dolphins. Line. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know what you're waiting for. I mean, this is who he is. This is what they're going to do. And in today's NFL, you have to be relatively perfect to win in games, to win it with a scheme and a roster the way that this has been put together. Hmm. All right, Kenny Curtis off and running. Short show today. We've got BC football. Speaking of excellence, ready to march into the cadets of Army and um, yes, take that one. Eleven thirty pregame with Mita Perel and company uh, across here on uh, ninety three seven and uh, some of our flagship stations. So that'll be on the way, and then uh, Travis Thomas after that up until six o'clock today. But what's your thoughts on 
Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, of course, the confidence level, the order of blame. I heard the guys in the morning uh, show, the producer show, talking about that. Again, I guess you could, you could do that if you'd like. I think it really just points out, it boils down to how long you're willing to hang in with this team, which does get interesting tomorrow with the home game, a week after Bill did yank Mac for the second year in a row. I, I don't remember there ever being a ticket for $88 to a Patriots game <laughs> inside Gillette Stadium. That's higher than I thought it would be. All right, we'll examine the uh, atmosphere tomorrow coming up next, but here's Joe Braverman and Red Edge Trend. The Rich Keith Show, weeknights starting at 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Final injury report has come out for the Patriots as they try to right the ship in their Week 5 matchup tomorrow against the Saints at Gillette Stadium. Ten players, that's right, ten, are listed as questionable for New England. This is Ramondre Stevenson, Trent Brown, Cole Strange, Christian Barmore, Devon Gotchow, Christian Barmore, Riley Reeve, Cody Davis, Sean Wade, Trey Flowers, and Jonathan Jones, who Bill Belichick yesterday said we might be getting closer and closer to seeing the veteran corner back on the field. Uh, good to have Jonathan out there this week. He, he uh, did some things last week and was able to do more this week. So coming to the end of the week and see where we are with him, but certainly a lot closer than he was uh, this time last week. On the other side for the Saints, quarterback Derek Carr is listed as questionable as he continues to deal with his AC sprain in his shoulder. Also starting offensive lineman James Hurst is also questionable. And tight end Juwan Johnson has been ruled out for New Orleans. Pats and Saints kick off tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Other injury news in the NFL, Lions receiver Amon Ross St. Brown is listed as doubtful versus the Panthers with an abdomen injury. So adjust your fantasy lineups accordingly. While Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo and Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett are expected to play in their respective matchups tomorrow afternoon. Celtics get their preseason started tomorrow night at 6 against the Philadelphia 76ers. New acquisition Drew Holiday is expected to be active and will get some minutes, although Coach Joe Mazzula did not specify if and how long starters will be playing for Boston. The MLB Divisional Series gets started today. Rangers and Orioles kick off at 1 o'clock, followed by Twins and Astros at 4.45. Phillies and Braves at 6 o'clock, then Diamondbacks and Dodgers wrapping it up at 9.20. BC football back in action on the road to take on Army. You can listen to that game right here on 93.7 WEI-FM with coverage starting at 11.30 following this program. And also on WEI AM 850, it's the Red River Rivalry with number 3 Texas and number 12 Oklahoma, which you can hear with coverage starting at 11.30. And the Revolution have the three more matches before the MLS playoffs begin. Tonight, they'll be in Orlando to take on Orlando City SC at 7.30. The Revs sit in fifth in the Eastern Conference at 52 points with 14 wins, 10 draws, and 7 losses. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Looking at the the uh, offensive line right now, it appears that there are a bunch of late ads, obviously, the trade for Tyrone Wheatley Jr., where there was holes that weren't addressed in free agency or maybe through the draft. What was the thought process this offseason in maybe not creating more depth earlier in the offseason than trying to do it and cram it before the start of the year? Well, we drafted three players on the offensive line. I'm not really sure what you're referring to. I we, signed, we signed Riley Reef. We drafted three players on the offensive line. Um, Andrews, Trent Brown, on Wainu and Strange were all are all returning. Uh, they're returning starters for us. So, uh, and we drafted three players and signed one. So, I mean, I'm not really I'm not really following you. Troy Green. Curtis with Belichick pre preseason, right? That was yep, that was again. the Monday before we <laughs> Ironically, yesterday, Bill at his press conference was talking up Antonio Maffi, their fifth round pick. 
out of UCLA is great career ahead of him. Maybe he is. Maybe he is going to be good. I don't know. City So was the other. Who's the who was the third lineman they drafted? I don't uh, remember. Oh, Jake Andrews. Oh, who could forget? Who could forget that? Have, have you followed the PFF? I know you're big in the PFF rankings. Uh, of the guys they could have signed on the O-line, how are they hand? How's Tyrone Wheatley Jr. doing? Uh, no, they signed Tyrone Wheatley Jr. I mean, uh, sorry, the other guy. Uh, Orlando Brown Jr. Orlando Brown Jr. I don't know. Everybody in the Bengals sucks right now, so I haven't checked him out. But it's, you know, it's it's an, uh, an adage as old as time. You get what you pay for. And unless you have some, you know, you could give the greatest, you know, if, if you gave me and, you know, uh, Guy Fieri, this, the same ingredients, you know, I think he would do a better job of cooking it. So obviously Belichick will prepare it in a way that is. You could even beat Greg in a meatball contest. That's true. about Guy Fieri. Well, I didn't beat uh, Luhu. But um, <laughs> the the way that this team has been put together, I said it, I tweeted it this offseason and I everybody got all enraged. They're, they're, they're acting like nothing changed. They've, they haven't shifted an iota of their approach when it comes to roster building despite the absence of. Of the old guy at quarterback, it's and, and they're sitting here, thirty and thirty-four, dating back to Brady's final year after they started eight and zero. Thirty and thirty-four over their last sixty-four games. This is not a snapshot. This it, and you know what the reason why people discuss having a tree, having a you know a coaching tree, having people that you know like the McVeighs and Parcells and other guys, because it means that you can travel with it. That if you shift the personnel, the plan still works. This has never worked, even with the person operating it, at any other juncture. And so, so if Shime and Jackson go to another radio station and they fail, is it on you? They're on your what? tree. They're on your producer tree. What are you talking about? I, I haven't taught them anything. I, 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 I am <laughs> well, well past well, 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 that's your fault then. And what? Okay, follow along. No, it's not. I, I am not in well, charge. Well, why should of, Bill be in, be responsible for some guy who fades out fades out of uh, prominence in some other city? Josh McDaniels. Shime failing elsewhere would prove the point that I'm worth far more than I already am. I, it, what well, Bill, that's what Belichick. Isn't the same for Belichick? No, because I'm not failing right now. I'm succeeding. <clears throat> okay, I'm just hypothetically if they but, go if his tree doesn't. Why don't we live just deal to, with what we're discussing and talk you're about discussing the tree? Bill's tree. Bill's tree sucks. Right. And the reason why that's important is because it doesn't work in the absence of what was the greatest player of all time. And I don't know at what point you and others are going to stop sitting here and acting like things are fine, that it's just one and three. I can't believe, like, what more evidence do you need to see that this approach, not only on the field, all the nonsense of the Patriot way and how Bill Belichick is able to quiet the noise and do your job. <laughs> Did you hear this week? So out of the How about blue, the chess of getting J.C. Jackson back out of for the no blue, money? Ken Laird. Out of the blue, all of a sudden, Chad Graff finds out about Bill Belichick meeting with Mac Jones off the record this summer, giving him more of a, a say in the offense. Oh, here comes Mike Lombardi ripping Bill O'Brien, saying Matt Patricia's owed an apology. Yep, Julian Edelman ripping Mac Jones. It's like the bat signal was sent out that oh, we need to do the dirty work. We got to get Bill's people out in the public defending him. It's pathetic. Well, here well, the, I want to talk about the potential sabotage with Bill and the quarterback here in a, in a moment because I do find that a little interesting. And I will grant you this, they still need to move Bill further away from the personnel department. It is tough, though, to criticize their selection of Christian Gonzalez with the first pick. You would agree with that? Of course not. Yeah, of they, course they, I would agree They nailed with it. So, Ken, I'm asking you, what, what about the Patriots gives you hope that they're building anything? Christian Gonzalez. <laughs> Who's hurt? 
Christian Gonzalez. So, so you, I mean, so you, you laugh because you have nothing and to I say. And I like Mac. I like, I, I still think he's going to be a solid quarterback in the league. What does that you've mean? You've got to get solid your S together around him. He could, you could win with him. You can win with him if he's got a stable group around him and a coach who believes in him, which I'm not sure we right. have right in now. In the morning, we're able to win with Jackson because there's a lot of talent. Let's go to Talent and Gardner. Our buddy John kicks us off this morning. Hi, John. Good morning, boys. Thanks for taking the call. Two quick asides. Trent Brown is a dog. I've never seen a player, even when he's succeeding in completing his assignments, expend less energy. Uh, he's actually, if you want to go he's by PFF, best there, got you, he's man. like the fifth-rated ta- uh, lineman in the NFL when he's been playing this year. He's been excellent on the field. I've been, uh, I say again, even when he completes his assignments, watch him. He doesn't ever do anything extra. But that and Mac, sorry, Ken. I, I got within a thousand nautical miles of the island, and I didn't get any closer. Uh. Mac ain't it. He doesn't have any plus categories, and you need that today in the NFL. Now, Bill, Chris, uh, I don't know about all of the, what you said the other day about Tom recognizing his I, the way I took it. Is he's going down a little bit, so he needs better, better weapons. I think he always was trying to get better weapons. But my main point is, Bill. I said last year, if he doesn't demonstrate an ability or even a willingness to adapt and change, I didn't see any hope for this franchise in the short term. Well, that's what McC- thanks, John. That, that's what McCordy said this week, which I knew you would love that quote. Yeah, <laughs> I don't Devin. know who asked him that question. But, yeah, uh, Devin said he has to shift his philosophy. Anybody with half a brain thinks that. How do you not think you don't? I, mean, I, I agree that he, need, he needs to, and Kraft needs to shift his philosophy for him because he won't. Right, we agree he yeah. won't. And I actually have decided. I thought maybe the Saturday show might be waiting, but as long as you're going to continue to fight this, I will do this forever. It is the most fun show. You have never been more wrong in the history of oh my being God. wrong. Four weeks in, it's victory lap. Four weeks in, it's three years in. <clears throat> it's the third year of Mac after a disastrous second year decision with coordinators, which derailed the whole plan. Ken, which is on Bill. Ken, how many teams have rebuilt in a shorter period of time than the Patriots have the last three years? I don't know. Not many. Who? <laughs> what? Who's rebuilt? I, you want to go over the teams that, that Bill was ripping? The Bucks in two years won a Super Bowl. The Rams in two and a half years won a Super Bowl. I mean, the Bengals figured it out. You think the Bucks are, are a serious contender for no, a No, I'm talking about they got good quick. Yeah, they were good quick, and that's why Brady went there. We don't have to go back through the Brady but, but But why are the Patriots still not good? Can I take Phil in New Hampshire, please? Let's go to Phil. Hello, Phil. Hey, good morning. <clears throat> Um, Chris, I got to give you super props for your take yesterday on Belichick. Um, and I wanted to elaborate on that quickly. Um, what you said about how the game has kind of tiger proofed themselves against, you know, the schematics of, uh, you know, coaches like Bill. Um, yeah, you are a hundred percent correct on that. And, um, I do think Bill is still the best in the game of doing that. I think he made, you know, Jalen Hurts a pedestrian. He has that the game plan thing going, but he does need to realize that he's always been ahead of the game. He's always been ahead of the curve. He always saw things coming and adjusted before it even happens. And there's two major things that are happening. One is he's stuck in that. He doesn't, he doesn't want to pay the offensive players. I get that. But the other one is I was listening last week. Somebody was talking about Sean Payton and they said that Sean Payton didn't have his quarterback. And when he got his quarterback, that's when he had success. And I think that's, that's what the key to the Patriots' success was. And every other great coach is they have their quarterback, their guy, the guy who buys in, the guy that leads the team by being 100% with the coach. And Mac Jones is 100% not it. And I think Bill has projected that he was, Mac was forced down his throat from the beginning. 
Yeah, I think well, he's projected that. You could be so right about that, Phil. I don't, I don't I, think I, Bill has his coach. Yeah, well, a that, quarterback. But, yeah, I, I would say and everything that he said about Bill is accurate. Bill is brilliant, the best defensive mind in the history of the NFL. He was brilliant in the early 2000s in the way he built this team with Scott Pioli and finding guys like Mike Vrabel off the scrap heap. He was able to find the specific pressure points of offenses and be able to stop them in key spots, and he had the most clutch guy of all time executing it for him. Right. So uh, nobody would ever dispute that, and, and that's visible this year. But now in the NFL, it's one pass down the field where you know the Patriot touches the receiver, and it's a P.I., and it's a field goal, and you lose the game. It's such a different game. The margin of error to win this way is minuscule. Okay, and- but would you agree... Tampa Bay, when they won the Super Bowl, excellent defense. But, Ken, they had... Let, let me finish. But that's not why they won. That's what Arian said. We're winning with defense. That's his exact quote through that stretch. It, the head coach... NFC Championship game at the Dais at Lambeau Field. We're here because of one man. Well, he said at the same time, we're winning with defense. Ken, you sound dumber every time you bring that up. I mean that I'm not taking anything away from Brady. Yes, you are. That's Eagle, all you do. Do the Eagles have a good defense? You think do the Brady's Niners like, have a good defense? Do yes. the Ravens have a good defense? These are good teams in the NFL. Right. It's important to still have one. Okay, I'm, let's I'm go over the wrong. let's go over the Eagles offense and the Niners offense. Who's look at look at those right. offensive weapons. Right. And Bill didn't give his offense enough weapons around Mac. It's That's not that he hasn't given weapons. He hasn't done a damn thing. Or Kraft hasn't purchased them. Jacoby Myers, the only guy that was actually reliable, gone. Juju Smith Schuster with an exploding leg here. You have a clear need at wide receiver, and instead you trade for J.C. Jackson and allow, Mario Douglas. and allow Chase Claypool to go to a division rival that already has three better receivers than you do. You were naked celebrating Mike Gusecki, <laughs> who sucks. God, did he get hosed last week? That's another pivotal call in that game. He's held in the end zone. No call. They score there. They go up 7-3. You know it could be love? a totally different game. I would love if Gusecki held onto the ball in the end zone. That would be nice. Mark in Rockport. Love it in Rockport. Hi, Mark. Guys, how are you? How are you? Good. I'll get to Mac Jones in a second, but just quickly on, you know, I don't know why there's any lingering debate about Belichick versus Brady, and I don't want to get rid of Belichick until the end of the year. I'd like to see him play this out at least for the season, but it's just so dumb. There's never been a more simpler comparative analysis. You know, Brady goes and he wins the Super Bowl, and and what's Belichick's record in the NFL as a coach without Brady? It's sub-500, right? Okay, so do you think Bill's the greatest coach of all time? God, what talk about moving the goalposts? Okay, we're well, talking about the two greatest. That's what we're talking about. All right, so it's it's a you're splitting hairs then. No, but when when Brady was four and four and he didn't remember what down it was, you were certainly not splitting <laughs> hairs. So I'm just keeping it a buck. And otherwise, I would like to announce today. Everybody says Greg says when we talk about Belichick, who would you replace him with? I don't want to do this. I have the guy, Deion Sanders. Nope, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Yep. He's in Michigan. He and the uh, the the people there, he was suspended for three games. The Patriots love coaches that too get old, suspended. Too old. He's 60 years old. You want to hire a guy when he's 60 already. You want to hire the 40-year-old Jim guy. Harbaugh brought the Niners to a Super Bowl. Offensive-minded guy. I think he would be the perfect guy to replace Bill Belichick. Why are we off Mayo? Still young. 37. Up-and-comer. The only reason I would say I, he will be the next guy, I don't know. I'm, I'm all for him getting a shot. But if Harbaugh is available... And let's say Michigan wins the national title this year. He's, you know, I heard uh, Joe Klatt on Fox Sports Radio talking about this, that it's likely that there's a divorce at the end of the year. And I don't see Harbaugh going to another college. I mean, he was at his alma mater. He's already been to the NFL. I think the only logical step would be back into the NFL as a guy in charge of everything. Couldn't you see Kraft falling in love with Dion? 
Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? But just for the atmosphere of it. I don't know what I could say about this, but I, I've heard rumblings about Dion that I, I don't <laughs> well, think. Yeah, it's... of course. There's a lot of rumblings about Dion, but he's exciting. We right. sell tickets. Exactly. Like Wiggy Brockton. You're bringing ticket sales in. <laughs> uh, but no, I, but that's the guy. The next time I ask that question, the, the guy that I think would be a logical replacement is Jim Harbaugh. Somebody who's got the okay. bona fides to do it. I don't he's, like that, but that's fine. Why don't you like it? He's too old. I, I want to start with a new guy. But you're sitting a here. A new mind. I don't want to go. Giving a back rub you, you already to have, Belichick. You, you think Belichick's stale when the game's passed him He's by. a decade older. Oh, okay. The guy's still 60. I mean, not that you can't function at 60, but I want the, if you want a new I think Greg's voice, new deal's going to take him to 60. <laughs> yes, that, we're happy about that. <laughs> um, okay, so separate issue. Caller New Hampshire brought it up. Maybe Mac is not Bill's guy. Very possible. Last year was bizarre, the benching of the Bears game. Last week, during the game, I actually thought Bill did the right thing by pulling him. I don't know how you felt at the time. And then I felt more so watching the Giants play on Monday night when they left Daniel Jones out there to, to die, and the guy got sacked 11 times. I felt bad for the guy. It was pitiful. There are some games that go off the rails, but and it, you just got to pull him. But by that logic, why was Judon still playing? Yeah, well, great point. I mean, he's. What did he say? You have to put somebody out there, but but he that's didn't what he said to me when there. he said you have to draft somebody in the first round. Absolutely right. There should have been more criticism of Bill for leaving Judon in too long. But this it's week. just there isn't a feel anymore. I don't know what it is. I don't know whether it's age or whatever. It's just the there is no centrifugal force with which this organization is revolving in a singular de- direction. Okay, but is there? I got to explore this. I don't. You know, I'm not just trying to invent this. Other people have brought it up. Do you think the caller Phil is right? Bill wants a different quarterback. He felt Mac was forced on him. You know I believe that was a craft pick from the beginning. Right. This is another opportunity. He took his first chance to pull him out of the game. This is step one of a several-step plan to submarine Mac to make Bill look taller, get himself a new quarterback, and another three to five years here in the organization. Is that the start of it? And could we see it again tomorrow at Gillette, another pulling in front of the home crowd with Zappi coming in? But I... There is no longer that appeal of Zappi because he's not great either. Neither one of these guys. It's not just that the Patriots aren't great, which is fine. Teams aren't great. It's that the competitive, the other teams in the division have lapped you in the Bills and the Dolphins, the Jets, you know, whatever. But the Bills and the Dolphins are, when they play each other, it's a totally different game than when they play the Patriots. Of course. So you're talking about but, things... But Tua has elite weapons, and Josh Allen's really good, and they've got a great defense there. But that should enrage you further. It's not that they have the quarterback. It's that they surrounded the quarterback with things that you could have gotten. I am agreeing with you on that. So why do you trust Bill to continue down this path? I'm, I'm not totally trusting Bill to continue down this path. So I'm, saying, I'm saying give Mac a chance. Give Mac a chance, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to spend money at receiver. Okay, come back to here where we're discussing. Put your phone down. We're discussing Bill and the quarterback. Short term. After the year ends, maybe. You could be right. Kraft might go a different way. I don't think coach. Bill and the quarterback are salvageable. I, 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 Bill and Mac are each. So he could get pulled tomorrow. Yeah. Definite I, chance. Yeah, of course there's a chance. If, if, they, if he throws he even, another pick he six. He even promoted Will Greer during the presser yesterday. Belichick on quarterback Will Greer. He's sharp and he's picked things up pretty quickly. Why do you think we found out this week about the meeting between Belichick and Mac this past summer? Mm. Think it was happenstance? Yeah, but why now? Because Bill is saying, I gave the kid the offense, I gave him his coordinator, and he still sucks. I was magnanimous. I met with him, yeah. buried the hatchet. He certainly didn't praise him much. 
Greg, so, but, Greg has pointed that out. But so why why so you agree that the guy that was just do your job is just cultivating an image by talking to people saying, "Hey, drop the dime to the the athletic yeah. that I was meeting with him this summer." I'm we didn't start- hear that in week 3. I'm starting to believe it could come down to Kraft having to choose between a quarterback and a coach again. But you can't choose Mac over Bill. Even he I could. wouldn't choose Mac he over Bill. He definitely could. Why would you choose Mac Jones over Bill Belichick? Well, he might still be pissed at Bill for the first quarterback situation and now when it's when it comes around again, he's going to choose back. I guess, and you know what? It'd be the same cost, right? Twenty million for a top receiver, twenty million for Belichick. If he chooses Mac, he gets Gerard Mayo to coach. You bring in one of the, you know, Justin Jefferson, and you see what you have. Right. I mean, it would be like uh, the Red Sox are ready to spend, right? Shohei Otani's coming in. Yeah. Do you think he's coming? I do think he's coming. What? You just said no shot a month ago. Last week, I told you I believed it was real. Oh, Did you I not even you hear say me last a lot week? of things that are nonsense. God, you just. Like selective weeks, you just misremember everything I said. Okay, well, usually it's. The I same have thing. some sourcing on this. Really, it's not great sourcing, but yes, they're definitely. What does in. Brad Foe say? It's John Heyman. Uh, John Heyman, <laughs> who's Shohei's agent? It's not Heyman. It's not Boris, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Because if it was Boris, I would trust Heyman. But if it's not, I don't. Maybe it's just Jim Davis from New Balance. Right? Yeah, he loves the New Balance. I mean, but th- you'll get some fireworks. You drew Holiday for the Celtics, Shohei, and the Patriots bring in. I don't know. T. Higgins is not quite in that category, but something like that, right? You know what? I have a. Everybody talks about the Fenway Sports Group. Where? What's their next move? By the Bears. The fans are finally fed up with the McCaskey family. That'll be the next big move of the uh, John Henry Group. So maybe not Shohei, but you'll get the Bears. Yeah, Bill Coach, right? Coach in the Midway. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. If Kraft is forced to choose again between Bill and Mac. Right. Who would he pick? And texture of the day, 978, Curtis, honestly, I have no idea how you don't fall off the wagon weekly having to put up with the moron Ken for several hours. <laughs> That's not even on the text line. You invented that. Thank you, Mom. But we'll be right back. Well, I'm a big fan of Mac. I think he came to us as a rookie. He quarterbacked in his rookie season and did a very fine job, I thought. We made the playoffs. We experimented with some things last year that, frankly didn't work when it came to him, in my opinion. For me, I think I see him as a very hardworking young man. Uh, He's in the stadium almost every day now in the offseason. I think bringing in Bill O'Brien, I think, will work to his advantage. Mm, Good pull, Joe. Owners meetings, Robert Kraft. On the Kenny Curtis show talking about the experiment. He blames Bill for that experiment. That's a, that's evident enough in that quote there, Curtis. And if he really does like Mac a lot, and it comes to a decision end of the year, because I don't think they'll, I, I don't believe they would change middle of the year with Bill. But end of the season, he's got to make a decision. They lose tomorrow. <sighs> I, I it really is. We forget it because the team rallied in Mac's rookie year. The Patriots had just. Played a great game against the Bucks, but fell to one and three. They traveled to Houston, and uh, they were down. I think t- Mac threw a pick six. There was it was a ugly, ugly game. They were down ten in the fourth quarter, and Hollister or somebody, some no name. They 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 ended up that was Mac's lone comeback fourth quarter win, and they were very close to losing to the Texans, falling to one and four. And there was you know there were people. Waffling because they had just been seven and nine with Matt with a Cam, and this is at home. It is going to be 
an ugly game. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't know who's. I think the Patriots win. Gun to my head. I, they just they can't lose this game. They'll win the game. I don't know how. <laughs> I, I honestly, I just think that that's... No, defensively, it's a major worry. They've got Olave. They've got Mike Thomas. Right. I mean, you're down Gonzalez. You're down Judon. That alone could lose you the game. But this is why the J.C. Jackson acquisition. I did. I wasn't bothered by it, but. I trust Bill. I've seen him do it with Troy Brown and Earthwind Moreland. I've seen him devise right. s- schemes to right. create He'll problems. be better prepared with a week to plan for the Saints. And now. you have Derek Carr, who doesn't scare me at all. I mean, he basically did everything he could to hand the Patriots the game last year with the Vegas Raiders. Right, but they still have Taysom Hill. They have enough wacky in the offense where if you're not disciplined, you could get gashed. Right, and there is also this, and it's I, this isn't a defensive Bill, and you know, far be it for me to be portrayed as a defender of him but there's sort of a Notre Dame approach with the Patriots still where the Notre Dame fighting Irish haven't been great I mean they're good now but they were for a very long time mediocre at best big tilt with Syracuse tonight right but Notre no, Dame who they play then I don't care but Notre Dame was always still the prime time big game for the opponent because there was all these Irish fans it was going right. to be on NBC and you always got the best game it was that team's it was BC Super Bowl every year we played Notre Dame and there's still that with Belichick, especially from game plans from opposing coaches. He's still the litmus test. He's the guy you measure yourself against. And, you know, there's a lot of people that feel wronged by Bill or feel whatever. Yep. So you're going to get the best every Dennis week. Allen's best game plan this yep. week. I, I mean, I, I edge Patriots coaching. Okay. The edge tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, I... I I can't see them losing this game, but it is going to be a hideous it'll, game. It'll be watch. a one-point game. Though. But there is a lot of similarities between the Red Sox and the Patriots in terms of the product, right? The, the, whether or not that Heim Bloom was the guy or whatever, we can debate the manner in which the roster was put together. But especially now, as the attention span is that of a fruit fly, you need some buzz. You need some star power. Okay, so stick there with Kraft. Who gives him more buzz next year? Keeping Bill or keeping Mac? I think Mac is like a, um, a, a O'Doul's. <laughs> Buzz free. Uh, okay, well, so you surround him with um, with Modellos, you know? <laughs> you mean you do a 151 <laughs> shot on top? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, to me, there is no buzz. I think Bill <laughs> has there more with Bill? buzz. Bill still has more buzz. Yes. So he would stick with Bill. Well, Push Bill, comes to shove, he'd let Bill have his way. Well, He'll good. let it happen again tomorrow. He'll let him get pulled for Zappy. And then Kraft will say, you know what, let's try it with another quarterback and we'll be all for Caleb. Uh, alliteration here, not buzz, bulletproof. That's what Bill provides Robert. Mm. He, he's the, he's the so Kevlar he, vest. He would stick with Bill. Yeah. What do you think they should do? Because let's look at this, right? Let's say you stick with Mac over Bill. Mac sucks. Bill goes to the Cowboys and wins. He looks like a moron again. Robert Kraft, that yeah, is. Yeah, that's very true. His There's leg- far more likelihood that Bill would win elsewhere than there would be that Mac would win elsewhere. Let's go to Thomas in the truck. Hello, Thomas. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I'll just come right out and say it, that if Matt comes out tomorrow and stinks up the joint, he will get benched and you'll never see him again on the field. Uh, Bill has always been that way. Uh, He's not afraid to pull the trigger on a move like that. But as far as making the decision for Kraft between Belichick and Mac Jones, I saw a news article yesterday on TV when I got home that ticket prices for the Patriots games have dropped significantly. As an owner of a business, uh, whether it's football or carpentry or plumbing, when your revenue starts to drop, you have to make a move. And, you know, Bill Bill has been the type of person, whether it's with Matt Castle or Brady, just do the, the things that I tell you 
And as long as you do the things that I tell you, you're okay. It's like, it's like being on a job site and you're told to put the stud 16 on center and you put a wall together with 18 on center. Right. It's not the, it's not the super's job that the wall is built wrong. It's the actual laborer. And in this equation, the laborer is Mac Jones. Mac Jones is thrown across his body. He's throwing off his back feet. He's going back to all the bad behavior yep. that he is not supposed to do per bill. And so as a business owner, looking at the two gentlemen, Bill has made billions of dollars for Bob Kraft, and Mac Jones, with his poor play, is costing him money now. So it's not a hard decision, as far as I'm concerned, for Bob Kraft, who to make that decision, who, who's got to go in that equation. Hmm. And knowing that they got $80 million in salary cap next year, you're talking two, maybe three, maybe even four studs on either side of the ball. And you take that Bill Belichick coaching money and apply it to the roster as well. Curtis would love it, right? I mean, yes, I would. First caller says Kraft would take Mac over Bill. And uh, Thomas, I think was his name, good first point about revenue. However, the baseball revenue structure versus the NFL is far different. The NFL is far more profitable. I mean, I'm sure the Red Sox are doing fine with Nesson, but the Patriots just printed an additional $320 million with the new TV deal before anything else was sold. So revenue-wise, they have ample, 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 ample money that they could spend on the team. It's amazing that Bill, like, I, you know, in the early 90s, I was a teenager, so Belichick was coaching the Browns, and I don't really remember the details, but he obviously, people remember him cutting Kozar, right. like benching Kurt Kozar. I don't remember if there was a rotation there for a while with him and Vinny. Were they, was he going back and forth? Like, could you see this play out the entire rest of the year where it's Max back in, then he's out, then he's back in? Just no. a total yo-yo, Kozar Testaverde part two. I, Not that Max Kozar, because he was a god to Ohio so, fans then. But. So I, my guess would be it would be similar to the reaction of Derek Carr with Josh McDaniels, where Derek Carr requested to be back. Like, he didn't want to be around the team once he was uh, benched from as a starter, I think, with like two to three weeks left. Oh, wow. Mac think, packs it in and, yes. and leaves the organization. Like his sister did at halftime at the Bears game last year. <sighs> Will Greer starts your final five games. Yeah. I, and, you know, everybody talks about the cap space. I don't, we don't need to relitigate that. I just, it's not a factor. They they have plenty of money. They, they, they can well, spend. Well, we find out once and for all whether it's, it was Bill or Kraft that didn't want to spend at the cap every year. No, because I think it could very... I, I'm done giving Robert Kraft an, an out for that. It, it, it's his team, and if he wanted to spend more money, they would spend more money. And if they spend more money ne- next year, it doesn't mean that Bill never wanted to spend it. It just means that Bill Belichick, I'm sorry, if they part ways, Bill and Robert, this offseason, and Robert Kraft spends a lot of money next year, I don't believe that that is telling us that Ro- that Bill Belichick never wanted to spend. I think that's more likely just saying that Robert Kraft, like he was embarrassed after Brady won the Super Bowl in 2020, is going to try and reshape his the way in which he's remembered next year as a guy that's spending. He wants people to think that way. Ken and Curtis Show, check us out on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. You can always rewind and miss anything, uh, hear anything that you missed. First hour in the books, uh, we'll continue this discussion. I think it's interesting. If it goes bad, and Curtis thinks they will win tomorrow, so you think they'll put a Band-Aid on it and be 2-3. and three. Right, but it's it's going to be, you know, 17-10, and it's, you know, we'll have another Hail Mary batted away at the end zone. Yeah. You know, it's going to be that type of a, a tough, uncomfortable watch. Either way, this season is not looking like a championship one. When Kraft has to choose quarterback or coach end of the year, who does he pick? 617-779-7937. It's Kenneth Curtis.